Hey companions, uh, this is Peter. And this is Tom. And this is a pre-recorded episode from our former feed, TV Ape My Brain. So uh, this episode is still there, but we decided to put these on Cobra Kai Companion, so that way you guys get to hear all the stuff that we have done previously. Yes, basically it's the same uh, Tom and Peter, same show, just a little bit more directly uh, fed to you. And here it is. Welcome to TV My Brain, the official TV podcast of Quartet Arts, the Cobra Kai edition. And I am your host, Peter, and also host of Podstalgic. And I'm Tom, co-host of Jake and Tom Conquer the World. Yep, and we are back to review the uh, episode three of Cobra Kai, the uh, the YouTube Red exclusive series. Uh, this one's titled Escaleto. Do you know what that is, Tom? Do you ever take Spanish? I'm assuming that it has something to do with escalation. Uh, that's what I thought too. That's what I thought, but it actually it means skeleton. Oh, even better. That's pretty cool, yeah. huh? Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. So you know, I had to do a little Google translation, and I was like, "Oh shit, skeleton! That's dope. That I is. like it." Yeah, because you know, I I think maybe that was intended. You know, like hey, you know, the word for skeleton in Spanish kind of looks like escalation, so it kind of works both ways, even though it's not like a pun or anything. Yeah, yeah, that is very appropriate. I I like that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, again, you know, to kind of um, I I feel like I mentioned it in the first episode, but I thought the show is very very well written, and um, you know, we'll see uh if this episode lives up to that as well. In this episode, Johnny tries to recruit more students to join the dojo. Troubled by his daughter's friends, Daniel chaperones her high school costume dance. Johnny takes Miguel's training seriously, and starts creating a badass. So we're just going to jump right into it, and we get to meet Miguel's family. Uh, he lives with his grandmother and mother. Uh, his mother's name is Carmen. I think he calls his grandmother Yaya. Does that sound right? Yes. Yeah. So he's practicing karate uh, in his room, blasting some uh, 80s rock. Did you catch the song by chance? Uh, I think it was Rat. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Well, I know he mentions that to yeah. Johnny. I, I don't know if it was, it was the last episode. I'm not but, sure. Uh, I'm not sure. What I like, what I liked about this is, you know, he's practicing karate, so he's doing the whole grunting and, and all this stuff. And his yaya is like knocking on the door. Hey, dinner's ready, and she thinks he's jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I was like, great. I never thought that I'd hear like a a masturbation joke in a karate kid series, but hey, you know. I think by now, this is the third episode. We They've used language and some other um, uh, implications, you know, like the sexting in the previous episode. But I like this. This was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So um, his mom comes home. She, I think she's a nurse, you know, at the hospital. And she wants to ask him about the upcoming Halloween dance. So something we've mentioned in our previous Cry to Kid uh, retrospective over at Podstalgic. You know, there is not a Karate Kid movie without some type of dance scene. So we got one here. Uh, he wants to go as Deadpool. What'd you think about that? He's a Marvel kid. I think that was pretty dang cool. Yeah. And uh, and his mom, you know, she's offering to buy it. And he, he's a good kid, too. He's like, no, no, you know, it costs a lot of money. And um, I like that about him. You know, I'm thinking about his mom. Exactly. Miguel, thus far, I think, is the most 
likable character, the character that you can root for. You can root for, I feel he's um, also have some relatability about him. And if you can't, you probably know someone just like a Miguel. Exactly, yes. You know, so um, I really like his character uh, a lot. I, I see a lot of myself in him, too. Um, and so she notices his hand is bruised up, you know, from uh, from the karate uh, training he's, got, he's getting from uh, Sensei Lawrence. And she's like, what happened to your hand? His yaya is like, jerking off or <laughs> she plays it on the masturbating oh dude it's not how it, it up works yeah 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 it's not that fast and furious i think <laughs> that's not right but i i think she says it in spanish is a thing and i and, and we know miguel can speak spanish because he does so in the first episode yeah. so he's kind of like wait what <laughs> so it's a good scene um we go to the cobra kai uh, dojo and Johnny is already past doing some bills, so I, I feel again just a little bit more passage of time. You know, Miguel's been kind of his uh, his only recruit and and student at this time, so bills are piling up, and Johnny acknowledges that he needs more students. And uh, but Miguel wants to learn more about kicking. You know, saw it on MMA, and it looks badass. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's reasonable for him to to want to learn these things uh after all that's what he signed up for that's what he's paying for exactly and he saw what johnny can do when he took on all those kids it, it, that that's we're assuming that's um miguel's kind of like first uh kind of like a, his introduction to the world of karate exactly thank you his introduction to karate so he's thinking oh punching and kicking like all i've been doing is punching when is the kicking going to kick in yeah. Did you like that? Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, I can do puns. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, we got Amanda, uh, Daniel's wife. She is, uh, talking to him about cousin Louie and it's not quite working out. So I think, you know, there's, uh, something going on there. You know, uh, maybe Amanda's just not a fan of Louie. And we kind of already seen how, you know, his character is a bit of a douche, you know, when, wait, no, that's not, that's, that hasn't come up yet. Never mind. Uh, but Daniel, he is distracted by watching uh, Samantha and Kyler. As I think that's understandable. Yeah. Especially after the last episode when uh, Johnny let he won't him eat know. sushi. Oh. Well, yeah. But as I say, <laughs> when Johnny let him know that Kyler is essentially a bully. Right. Yeah, he drops that. So I think, you know, Daniel's kind of like, let me see what he does. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the adults aren't outside to see if this kid does anything, you know. So I think he's a little on guard uh, at this point with Kyler. But uh, deservedly so, he is distracted. Uh, we see Louie. They're at the dealership right now. Louie's giving Daniel some really bad advice about Sam. And he drops like some kind of like Jungle Fever reference, which I think had nothing to do with what's going on. But Louie thinks it did. Well, not only that, but it just shows that Louis is kind of an idiot when he doesn't even... Know, he knows the name of John Turturro, but he doesn't know the name of Wesley Snipes. He calls him Blade. Yeah. The black like guy the, with, with the tax problems. The tax. Yeah. Blade. Yeah. Blade. There you go. Yeah. Pretty... I think that speaks to his character a little bit there, too. It does. So, yeah. And Daniel doesn't think beating up teens is the answer. So, I thought that was funny. But, uh, you know, Daniel says that he's going to let her live her life. And I, I don't know about that, living her life. You still want to, you know, be on the, uh, be on guard and kind of just keep an eye on her. But mm-hmm. I, I get what he's saying, though. Yeah, that would, I would imagine would be a, a tough call. But I think he, at, 
that that's hard because I mean, if he has a conversation with her, it's just gonna possibly backfire and make her uh, look at him as a taboo that she really wants now. Right. And right after this, we have a little bit of a uh, assembly here about cyberbullying. And I kind of like this because I feel like it's become a trope, you know, with a teacher that isn't the brightest. The teacher, she's saying, well, I won't say no names, but a mom called me yesterday about her son and, you know, with the face deformity. And like all the kids are like, oh, that's him. It's Eli, you know, and I'm just like, oh, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought that the teacher or principal or whoever she was, I thought she served as a kind of a, a, a parody of today's bubble wrap culture in a way. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, trying to be PC and everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I gotcha. And in you, you get some of that thematically in, in this show, too. Yeah. Yeah, you do. So Aisha, uh, she's talking to Samantha and, you know, she's talking about the upcoming dance and she wants to go together as a sodium and chloride. You know, the whole little salt deal there. That's cute. I thought. I thought it was cool because it shows how clever and smart she is, you know, because even uh, Yaz, right, the birth control chick, she um, she was like, she didn't get the joke. You know, it's like, it's table salt. And she's like, oh, yeah, I knew that. But uh, Samantha, she tells Aisha that they're going to go as Laker girls. Um, and we get a little little uh, fat shaming here from Yaz. You know, she's like, oh, I don't know. You know, it's one size fits all. It, it would be false advertising, you know, basically insinuating that uh, Aisha wouldn't fit into one. Yeah, that is. I really don't like Yaz. Can't yeah. stand her. Yeah. That's it. We're we're not supposed to like her. I no, don't think we're she's not. Got any, we're not. But she, she's got no redeeming qualities uh, about her. She's going to be the the one bad girl, the mean girl uh, of the show. Mm-hmm. You know. So if you want to ask us who is like an antagonist, well, she's one. Oh, she absolutely is one. Yep. Uh, she's got no no uh, arc or anything. I'm pretty sure. But um, yeah, I'm not liking her. She's not. You know. And again, that's the, we're not supposed to. No, and now that you're you're mentioning it, she really does not have any kind of character arc at all. Nope, not at all. So, so to bring somebody back from the first episode, Johnny hires the homeless woman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he wants her to spin signs, and I like this too because he's like, "Hey, I'll pay you. You know, just stand out here, spin the signs." She's like, "Well, I want meth and burrito." He goes, "That's how money works. You can buy whatever <laughs> you want with it." <laughs> it's so funny. I love it. Oh, that, man. Uh, she asks uh, if he wants her to show off her bits. Right. Like, he, he he's like, no, that's going to do the opposite of what we Nobody want. Nobody wants to see your bits. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And uh, this is the third episode, too. And when both you and I started binging the show, you uh, I think you messaged me. as like, the third one is super hilarious. It is. It is. So this one already, I think, I I don't think I laughed like that since like uh, our first review. But I mean, hey, this show has definitely got its moments. Uh, and this is one of them. And and you know what? I think the last time I laughed like that was was with her, you know, when she's all like, um, <laughs> hey, you know, you're, you're not going to hustle any coin on my corner. He's like, I'm not homeless. That's my car. <laughs> but I, I would like to see her like working for him you know like cleaning up and all that stuff i I like their interactions you know yes that needs to happen in season two (laughs) there we go we got to. um so now we got johnny hang uh handing out some flyers and uh he goes to a couple guys on on a basketball cart a court and approaches them he's like hey see the chicks over there (laughs) why why don't you do some karate and you can get them (laughs) you know 
and, and they had he, the perfect he's response. Network. They did. They're like, uh, you know what? We were just gonna go talk to them. But uh, yeah, you know, you know, maybe we'll try this karate thing out. And uh, yeah, they call him a loser. Get some, they kind of no, no, no. get know. some karate lessons from a stranger in a badass headband. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's what I was going to go with with the <laughs> headband. He's a little embarrassed. I feel so bad for him because he removes it immediately. He should. It, it's 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 ridiculous what he's trying to do. Like, why are you wearing it? Exactly. But hey, you know, he's trying to start the dojo. That's what he knows. You know, so I get it. I get it too, but come on. The the other thing is, Tom, like you got to remember the universe that this show is in. Like Karate Kid doesn't exist. And for us in the real world, we associate headbands with like a movie like Karate Kid, right? So in their world, like the headband is a thing. Well, yeah, you know? I, I get that. But the that point should have been driven across <laughs> with the picture on the flyer. <laughs> right. Good. That's a good point. He's, uh, he's like, hey, this is... uh. This is, I'm the actual size, you know, this is me in the picture. I'm wearing a headband. Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it again, just shows how out of touch the guy is. Out of touch of it, uh, uh, out of touch he is, but also I, I think, you know, it, for me at least, it made me feel bad when he kind of acknowledges that uh, it's probably, you know, wearing the headband was a little embarrassing. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, he, he is sympathetic, but come on. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so Daniel tries to go talk to Sam, but, uh, she apparently has her own bathroom and shower, you know, so big house, right? I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but I was just like, oh wow, she's got her own bathroom and all that. But, um, I guess a lot of good sized houses, people usually have their own bathrooms. Maybe not every single bedroom, but still. It's becoming more and more common to have multiple half bathrooms. Yeah, like for uh, well, she has a full one because she's got a shower. But uh, like uh, in our house, we have two rooms that share a Jack and Jill bathroom. Okay. So um, so they kind of in a sense have their own. So m- maybe that's what it is. Maybe she has a Jack and Jill bathroom. That yeah, could be. Could be, but I doubt it because they're the Larusos and they have a huge ass house with a pool. So. Oh, I guarantee so. you, they have what four people living there. They probably have five bathrooms. Oh yeah. Oh, easily. Easily. I mean, he has a, a freaking dojo in his own home. Exactly. So, so um, uh, Daniel sees a, a message from Kyler on her laptop, and there's a little bit of a misunderstanding, and we kind of get that again with every, uh, you know, uh, Karate Kid movie, so we get it here. Kyler tells, or messages Sam that she wants, he wants to show her something big, and Daniel's like, oh no. <laughs> you know, he's having like a heart attack. He's just, you know, doing the whole father deal. Uh, did you... Immediately think like, okay, obviously that's not what he's talking about. No, no, because Kyler's a little putz. Okay. I I knew that he, that's not what he really wanted to show her. Right. So, but I, I also think that it's kind of interesting where, once again, Daniel takes a situation that is tenuously resolved and he makes it so much worse. At another Halloween dance. Yeah. He's just overreacting, mm-hmm. as always. Mm-hmm. And and what is it that you always say about Daniel? Yeah. Mind your own damn business? Yeah. 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 So, if he would just do that. So, Johnny pulls up, and uh, the homeless lady, she's got her burrito, and she's using the sign to kind of shade herself from the uh, from the sun. <laughs> you, did you think she was able to score some, uh, some of that blue meth from... Uh, New Mexico. This is where I'm going to have to 
again plead ignorance, but I thought meth was a stimulant, so I don't think she would have passed out from the use. If anything, she would have been wired. Because she looked like she was relaxing, didn't she? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, okay, I I agree with you. I've never tried meth, and I, I'm trying to think, you know, because we referenced Breaking Bad in the first episode, I'm trying to think, like, some... How some of the uh, the people were there, you know, like Pink Man and Skinny Pete and all them. Yeah, I guess you're right. They, uh, I, it, I feel like it is a stimulant. So you know what it is? It's a that's a good ass burrito she's eating. She is living. Well, they, <laughs> I guarantee you, it was served to her by hand without a glove, no plate from the same guy in the first episode. You know what? I, I uh, actually, I beg to differ. I feel oh. that the cashier saw that she's working for Johnny. And to spite him, uses a glove, <laughs> gives her a ceramic plate with, nice. <laughs> with uh, a silver spoon or a fork and a knife. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. That's that's why she is sitting there uh, savoring that burrito. <laughs> because it was served so uh, so nicely to her. Nice. I, I, I think you may be on to something there, sir. All right. Thank you. One point for Peter. So, all right. So, Miguel, he built a web page. For Cobra Kai. So he's pretty savvy with the computer there. That's a bit of a little nugget there for something that may come up here later on. And his mom calls and Johnny hears that he changes ringtone. A little Guns N' Roses there. He thinks it's dope. Yeah. Yeah. Guns N' Roses is dope. Yeah. Now here's the thing, like I I'm you can play four hair metal band songs for me. I couldn't tell you who is is which one. That's just, it wasn't my thing, but hey, I like a lot of those songs. Normally I would agree with you, but Guns N' Roses is, it, it's definitely its own beast when they were in their prime. Are they kind of like more of the upper echelon of that type of uh, music band? Yeah, they kind of helped uh, destroy a lot of uh, traditional hair metal. And where would you put Poison? Because that's like oh poison, they're a bunch of pussies. Oh really? So they're they're like at the bottom, maybe kind of like yeah. a hair metal of Nickelback or something, or what? Yeah. <laughs> okay, interesting. Because I mean, I I don't know what this says about me. I I do like that. Um, uh, every rose has a thorn song. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to you. Uh, it's not my thing. I'm not going to bag on you for it, but yeah. uh, I'd rather, you know, I'd rather hear Night Train than. Then every rose has its thorn. Night Train sounds like a song I, I I've probably heard, but again, it's it's not my genre. But I, I do like a lot of those songs. And and Guns and Roses, I I kind of know just from like Terminator Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's see here. Um, the Lurusos, uh, you know, they're having dinner. Daniel says he got an email from school asking for chaperones. Yeah, right. Daniel, mind your own damn business, right? Exactly. <laughs> yes. So has a good talk with Amanda. You know, Amanda's like. Look, you know, Daniel, maybe you shouldn't go. And Daniel's like, hey, my mom drove me everywhere when I was younger. And she's like, uh-huh, how'd that go? Puts him in his place. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Loved it. I, Once again, again mm-hmm. I think Daniel's wife is perhaps the smartest character in the entire show. And she is, being the straight person and also kind of being the voice of the audience. We understand the character of Daniel and Johnny from that series. She is here to kind to ground their characters as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I, I love agree. it. Great, great writing, great acting from the actress as well. She's she's yeah. one of my favorites. Her, her, and uh, uh, Billy Zapka, top three for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Daniel tells uh, Samantha that you know he'll be a ghost. She won't even notice him there. Sure. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I don't want to dislike Daniel, but he's being so douchey throughout these at least first handful of episodes. He's the overbearing father. He is. Uh, and uh, I don't know. And and it could be, you know, it's like uh, perhaps she used to be like daddy's little girl, you know, with the whole karate thing. And now she's become a young woman. So he's getting a little overprotective. Doesn't know how to do it. Right. He doesn't have a sister. Um, he spent a lot of time with Mr. Miyagi. So, you know, it, maybe that could be it, too. Yeah, and I can understand where Daniel's coming from, because clearly Kyler is not a good kid. He doesn't want her to be influenced by him. But he also has pretty strong ties at that school. He could talk to the the other uh, chaperones, the, the principal, yeah. and say, hey, mm-hmm. can you just keep an eye on her? And if something weird is happening, let me know so I can deal with it. Yep, you're right. That's uh, that's how a responsible parent. Mm, maybe I don't want to say responsible. That's how a, a a parent you know should probably approach it. Yeah, because at at that age, you you, you I would imagine want to start giving them some rope. You know, maybe uh, let them stretch their legs out, but still keep an eye on them. Yeah, because he actually mentioned to Louis, you know, in the previous episode that he was gonna do that. He was gonna let her live her life, and mm-hmm. he's not demonstrating that right now. Not at all. Yeah. So Johnny uh, teaches Miguel how to think with his legs. So they go to, you know, the school. They use a pool here. And uh, what do you think about this scene? I, I, I actually kind of dug it. I did too, because A, it kind of showed that Johnny's still a scumbag. <laughs> he is, he's lying to his students saying, no, no, I know the night custodian. It's cool. And his version of teaching the kid to find his own legs is literally tossing him into the the deep end without finding out if he knows how to swim first. You know, and I kind of uh, like this uh, moment because, again, it kind of adds to his character. Miguel's just like, oh, how do I think with my legs? He's like, oh, well, you... And just pushes him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that in real life is scary because when you're not ready for it, you may not take enough breaths and could... Uh, suffocate yourself, you know, trying to like breathe in all that water. Oh, easily. So, yeah. So it, it was scary. Uh, but I kind of like, like, but that's what it's what Johnny Lawrence would do. Yeah. Absolutely. It's within character. Um, and he, I, I do like where he's all like, Oh, I should ask him if he knew how to swim first. <laughs> <laughs> and so he pulls Miguel out. He's like, Hey, drowning's for pussies. And then like, you know, kind of throws him back in there. And, what I kind of took from the scene, like, I feel that when facing death, like, you can probably do, like, the Im- imaginable, you know? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, Miguel Miguel was able to kind of, like, swim back up using the legs only. So, I kind of dug it. Um, you know, it's, you know, they're obviously uh, uh, going through these motions, techniques, and training stuff a, a, a little quickly. But, hey, you know, it's a show. We just got to get moving. But I and that could also speak to Miguel's character being able to kind of overcome these rather quickly. Yeah. No, I again, I thought it was just a really good character scene. Yeah. And so, you know, they finish off with some more training. Uh, this is all about the kicking. Right. So um, uh, Miguel is practicing kicking a board. You know, boards don't hit back, but, you know, he's able to break some. Yeah. Yeah. So strengthening that leg, strengthening that foot. And uh, I could have used like a a really sore, tender foot, you know, and maybe uh, some type of weird, uh, I don't know, solution to soak his feet in, kind of like in Credit Kid 3. Yeah. Yeah. 
It would make sense because as somebody who has worked with his hands in the past, until you get those calluses up, you're going to be in a lot of pain. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe Miguel's built for this. (laughs) It could be. (laughs) Could be. Uh, Johnny offers him to uh, take him to the Halloween dance. You know, says that he can probably use that opportunity to kind of recruit more. Johnny, that is. And uh, he's, he asks him, what are you going to go as? He, or I guess he puts on the costume and it's supposed to be Deadpool. He's like, that's like like a, like a poor man. <laughs> You're going as poor man. So I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> uh, but he's like, hey, you can't go looking like that. And Miguel's like, well, what do you suggest? And then we get our uh, the title, the title of the episode, The Skeleton. Dresses him up in the old uh, skeleton outfit. Which looked totally badass. I loved it. And and what about the um, the reveal of that costume, right? Oh, where he's it, walking through the dry ice? W- yep, walking through, Very through the dry cool. ice, smoky, you know, so uh, dug it. And, and also the, the guitar riffs, you know, also added, too. So you get a lot of that type of uh, theme throughout the show, too. These really hard rock guitar riffs and, mm-hmm. uh, and music. So totally dig it. Totally Cobra Kai. So I like how... Miguel, he, you know, he sees like Dimitri and Eli. Dimitri, uh, Eli is like dressed as like a, like a doctor. He's like, Hey, so are you a real doctor? He's like, No, plastic surgeon. I fix lips. <laughs> well, I was going to say the best part about it, and it, I felt so bad for Eli. He's wearing a surgical mask to cover. He's covering his face. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Felt yeah. bad for the kid. I really did. Yeah. You know, hey, he, he I, I think he's been picked on his entire life by that. Yeah, so very, absolutely. very embarrassed. Yeah. So Daniel, you know, is uh is with another uh staff member, you know, is watching Samantha like a hawk. And she texts him, it's like, I thought you were going to be a ghost. <laughs> because that's all he's doing, just looking in her direction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of creepy, Dad. Just a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I like the scene where Johnny's like walking through the halls. There's like this couple making out and he's trying to hand them a flyer. He's like, Hey, check out this cool website or no, www period Cobra Kai period com. <laughs> no, com. Oh, com. Okay. Hey, he doesn't understand websites. Yeah. And just so you know, that is a, a real website. Oh, I, I'd hope so. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, what's on there? Uh, well, I, I know that you can get like little video clips. Uh, you can also, uh, email Johnny and I'm assuming that chances are you'll have some kind of response because, uh, I know that you get a response when you call his phone number, but I haven't done yeah. it just yet. A literal response people. So if you call the phone number, <laughs> leave a message, hang up, you're going to get a call back. You will. It's awesome. Yeah. It yeah. is badass. It really is. It scared me when I got the call. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> it's like, is this somebody for real? But yeah, it's uh, Sensei Lawrence. Um, you know, it's a, it has a little recording for you. It's really cool. So Samantha, she feels bad um, uh, about Aisha. You know, she shows up as sodium by herself. Um, and Aisha, she gets it. You know, she gets it. Hey, you're with new friends or whatever. And Samantha's like, hey, you know, we should hang out soon, you know, and and they both would really like that. You know, they really miss each other. And, you know, on one hand, it made me feel bad for Aisha with the way that Samantha's treating her. Because she clearly, accepted defeat? Clear, she's not accepting defeat. Okay. And she's still holding out hope that her best friend will want to join her. I like that. Yeah. And this is a, a nice little moment, too. Uh, Samantha, you know, as they were, like, uh, departing, she was all like, hey, stay salty, my friend. Yes. I thought that so. was cute. Cute, mo- cute moment uh, between the two there. So 
Daniel, you know, standing with this woman talking. And I don't know. If, I, I guess they went to school together because she's like, I can't believe you and Allie broke up after high school. Kind of brings that back uh, back up there. So I think uh, this woman might have had a liking for Daniel. But, you know, he's with Allie with an eye. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting how Allie's ghost was lingering throughout this entire series. It really was. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of pictures of her from, um, you know, from the first movie, you know, stills and stuff. Uh, unless they're also just old pictures of um, uh, Elizabeth Shue. But I, I think they are like promotional stills probably from the movie. I think so. Yeah. So uh, Daniel, he sees the skeleton. I don't know if he recognized that it was Miguel, but obviously the, the costume brought back flashbacks to the first movie. And because of that, he figures Johnny is probably somewhere nearby and finds him in the hallway putting up flyers. And it's kind of creepy that a grown man that doesn't have a child going to this school is lurking in the hallway. Am I the only one that thought that was just morally questionable? No, not at all. I feel like everybody should have been questioning that. <laughs> and also, you can't solicit in school like that. No. Not without permission, anyway. I mean, it's kind of like the military when they're they're talking to, like, seniors. You know, like, you got to have permission from the school. You can't just walk in there and trying to, like, you know, recruit kids into the military. This is uh, it's, it's karate. You still got to go through the right channels. But here he is using this opportunity. Like, hey, nobody's going to be walking around the hallways. At least he didn't think so, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny, I love you, man. But <laughs> damn. There, there are better ways to do things. Yes. Yeah. So Daniel is like, hey, why are you going to bring back Cobra Kai? Like after what your sensei did to you. And I think Johnny had a great response. I'm not him. I'm not Crease. But you know what? I do think that Daniel had a very good point. Yes. Uh, yeah. Like, perhaps maybe you don't call it Cobra Kai. I agree. You know, you call it something else. Um, Not to mention the fact that Johnny had to have known the reputation that that school left in the minds of a lot of people. It could have, again, wouldn't have been compelling television, wouldn't have been as catchy a name for a TV show. But if he had gone with a different name for his dojo, a lot of his problems wouldn't have existed. This is true. And also, you know, we're talking about a man that's still out of touch. Uh, we're going to find out a little bit later on kind of what he does or does not know uh, mm-hmm. about the, the name of Cobra Kai. So I think that's what it is, too. Um, but Daniel says, look, you can't be here and you need to leave. I'm serious. <laughs> and I love Johnny's response. He's like, I know you're serious. And he goes, he, you know, he basically, <laughs> basically chuckle, chuckles at that. He's like, I, I know you're serious and I think it's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love this guy so much. It, it's hard not to. It really is. I mean, it, it's interesting because in a lot of ways, he is just an absolutely deplorable human being, but he's still charming as hell. Yeah. I, again, I'm going to say it again. Probably every episode, uh, Billy Zapka, he's acting his ass off. My my, The best character uh, on, on the show, yes. obviously. I mean, he's the yes. lead. So. Uh, so Daniel walks in on Sam and Kyler. Um, obviously, that whole misunderstanding, you know, he saw the message earlier. But Kyler was just trying to give Samantha his grandmother, uh, grandmother's bracelet, quote unquote, grandmother's bracelet. Um, and, you know, Samantha's clearly upset, storms out, doesn't want Daniel to talk to her. I think that's understandable. Yeah. But. But. I don't know. Daniel's right, but it doesn't matter that he's right. Because well, Kyler is just a little shit. This is true. Like, he he's right, but. Um, it's how but you handle the, that information that yeah. counts. Right. Because, you know, the thing is, like, the, the way they, they shoot this, too, like, I I even forgot that um, 
you know, Kyler has like some other ulterior motives here. Uh, and, you know, we find out here in, um, you know, upcoming scene, but you're right. You know, he's right. There's a better way to approach it. Um, I don't know. I guess you can't call her because she'd probably not pick up, you know, if she's in the, in the room with Kyler. But here's the other thing too. Even if things were to play out, like, um, you know, like Daniel doesn't show up, whatever. From what we've seen of Samantha, I think she would have gotten the idea and not kind of be bought into what Kyler was doing. Mm-hmm. I it's, think she would have known better. Uh, yeah, I, I think she would too. And a lot of it has to come down to Daniel not only needs to mind his own goddamn business, but he needs to <laughs> trust the people in his lives and in, in his life. Because, you know, this is where you got to kind of trust that you raised her the right way. Yes, and Tom, we we need to start this hashtag. You know, listeners, if you if you are listening to the show, <laughs> just just tweet at us hashtag Daniel Mind Your Own Goddamn Business because <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. I want to see that on a t shirt. Oh, Daniel. So, so Yasmin, uh, she does like uh. So, okay, so here's one thing: Snapchat. That is something I am not privy to at all, but I do know Instagram. So the thing is, the show. They show their Instagram a little bit differently than the actual app. So I don't know what, um, if this is anything different or what's going on. But Yasmin does like this little snap chat photo type deal of like Aisha eating and embarrasses the hell out of her. And it, it, and everyone's getting all the notifications about this. I want Yaz to die screaming in front of her parents because of this. I cannot stand this character. And. All the credit to the world for the actor who's doing the, the the part. All the credit in the world to the writers. But god damn it, that's just that's just way way too far. Yeah, you know, I mean, this is an example of cyberbullying. You know, for those that are our young audience that may be listening to us talk about this, the, guys, this, that is not okay. That that is cyberbullying. You know, and there's something that Aisha talks about a little bit later on in the, in the show that I definitely want to address. Um, it is not cool. And all the kids, all they want is all the likes. They People just want to go viral nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who cares how it affects the people that uh, you're portraying as yes. long as you get those likes, which are utterly meaningless. Your your likes is not going to do anything for you. Your, you know, chances are you're not going to end up on Ellen. Okay. And... Don't let what you want to happen be at the expense of somebody else, despite what you think of them. That is not cool. Um, but, you know, every day there's something uh, that is being shared on Facebook and all of that, uh, you know, kids fighting another kid and stuff like that. And some of those, you know, some of those shares, like I, I can understand that, you know, whether it's racially motivated and, and all of that. Like, I think those are important to kind of show because that way, you know, the... Um, you know, the kid, like, doing the provoking and all that stuff, that stuff needs to be addressed. But when it's something like this, don't do it. No, no. It it, it comes down to the simple rule, treat people the way you would want to be treated. Yep. In, in fact, treat people the way you would want your loved ones to be treated. Yeah, it's an old school saying, which I don't think people really thinks about anymore. Because I see a lot of people just kind of not caring about anything anymore. Customer service, nobody cares about customer service anymore. Mm, no, you know it's it's terrible. So Kyler uh, and his friends they come in uh, to the bathroom, kind of talking about uh, Samantha and Miguel and his friends uh, over here, and uh, Eli and Dimitri. They book. They're out of here. And Miguel stands up, strikes first, but the guys jump him. Obviously, he's outnumbered. 
right? They give him a really good beating too. I think Kyler waxed him with like a was it a hockey stick or something or I think it was uh, lacrosse. Lacrosse. Okay. Yeah. It's. I mean, that's not either like way. Foam. It looked pretty <laughs> yeah, solid. It was gonna, yeah. And I kind of applaud the spirit that Miguel had in this scene, if not the execution. You know, he takes a really good beating in this show. He does. At least for the first half. Um, I, I'm surprised that the, the kid hasn't been on crutches yet. But it is kind of a, I don't know if it's an interesting reversal, but the kid in the skeleton costume at this dance was the one who was bullied and beaten. That's right. Uh, and I'm going to tease a line that comes up a little bit later, you know, flipping the script. And we get a lot of that with this show. Mm-hmm. And I dig it because uh, it's unpredictable that way. When you sit there and think it's going to go one way because we're so used to the actual series, the, the or at least the, uh, the the movies, this series does things differently and it, it surprises you. Mm-hmm. It does. Absolutely. Yeah. So Johnny is in the hallway and uh, sees an old picture of Allie. Kind of Kind of brought it up there. And, um, you know, kind of a sweet moment. It, it clearly, uh, I, I get the sense that she's the one that got away, even though they were in high school. You know, he does move on, gets, uh, I don't know if he ever marries Shannon, uh, which is Robbie's mom, but, uh, you know, he, he did move on eventually. But, um, you know, he sees the guys coming out of the, the bathroom and finds Miguel beaten up. Yeah. And I get the sense that he feels responsibility for this kid for the first time. Absolutely. You know, he, um, it affects him, you mm-hmm. know, deeply. And, uh, and that's kind of how the episode ends right there. No, uh, another good episode. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know what else to say. You know, and, and we were talking before we started recording that it's kind of hard to judge this whole series episode by episode because it flows so smoothly into one, one that's another right. that it, it just feels like a, five-hour movie that was broken up. Yep. And I think that's what a lot of people have been saying, too. You know, I, I've seen uh, on Twitter and Facebook and stuff, you know. Um, but it, it really is. You know, mm-hmm. just kind of like how I joke that Back to the Future is a, a six-hour movie because each one runs right into the other. And this is... Uh, that's how it is with this one, too. If you if you told me this was a, a five-episode show, I'd believe it. You know, if you just stitched one and two three and four, you know, all together, they run into each other. You wouldn't have even known that they were separate episodes. No, no, you wouldn't. Especially how, like how some of the episodes start off. Like it literally kind of picks up, you know, like from the previous scene. So you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So that's going to do it for episode three. Uh, Thanks again uh, to everybody that's joining in and checking out our uh, coverage. So uh, we will be back, obviously, for episode four. And if you have not yet subscribed to TV8 My Brain, please do so. So you'll get all of the updates. Um, You know, we plan to uh, put these out as quick as we can produce them. So that way you guys can uh, listen and, you know, chime in possibly. Um, If you want to find me, I have an Instagram and Twitter account at Paul Stalgic. My personal Twitter account is at Rip Citizen if you want to follow me there too. And if you want to interact with me uh, and Tom, you know, I have a group page for all of the content I produce called Podstagic and Friends, so we can carry on the conversation. What about you, Tom? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at The Drunken Dork. You can also join me in a really fun uh, page on Facebook called Jake and Tom Conquer the Group. Uh, beyond that, uh, uh, you can just listen to me on uh, any of your, your, uh, your favorite podcatchers. 
Yep. Same thing for this show. Uh, we're available everywhere. Uh, if you want more of the interaction and all the like comic books and all that stuff, uh, Jake and Tom, they really post a lot of stuff in there. It's a lot, a lot more interactive than my show. Uh, the idea of my group is just to share everything that I do because I do, you know, TV shows, music episodes. Um, I host, you know, three other podcasts, uh, a top five list show, two different movie ones. So that's where mine is a little bit different. Easily so, the um, most prolific podcaster I personally know. Who's that? You. <laughs> no, no, I appreciate that. So uh, that will do it, and we will see you guys on the next episode. See ya. Try to be best, cause you're only a man, and a man's got to learn to take it. Try to believe, though the going gets rough, that you got to hang tough to make it. History repeats itself, try and you succeed. Never doubt that you're the one. Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.